Hello and thanks for listening to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the contributors and not necessarily those of either Beyond Radio or of Morecambe Football Club. This podcast has reached tens of thousands of people so far this season. If your business would like to reach those people in an extremely cost-effective way, you can drop me an email for more details to dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. Salmon as in the fish. Or you can send me a private message on Twitter at DP Salmon. You can also support this podcast and our Shrimps Live full match commentaries on Kofi at co-fee, that's co with a K, dot com forward slash Shrimps Live. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After. Let's see what John Abika can do here. He's done well to shield the ball and get it towards McLaughlin inside the centre circle. Out it goes to Ryan Cooney in the right wing back. Oh, that's a oh. great cross and that was a great header from Adam Phillips coming in from the number 10 position inside the box and it's not far wide. What a, what a move that was for Morecambe. You know, Stephen Robinson on the touchline just uh, applauding these players for a fantastic move. It was a lovely ball out to Cooney and the ball into the box was perfect, wasn't it? And Adam Phillips has had a so nearly nestled in that bottom corner but just went the wrong side of the post but a very positive spell of play from Morecambe there. And big John there, oh. just on the edge of the area. Alex Cares just had to be a little bit careful there and couldn't handle it because he was outside of his box, but does well in the end to clear the ball away. And then quick as a flash, Fleetwood Tank could be in here one on one. It's Shaden Morris up against Kyle Leatherin, and big Kyle is very much up to the task there. Morecambe just caught on the break, similar to Portsmouth's first goal last Saturday, really. A simple ball up and over. Shaden Morris was in one on one, and that is a great block away by Kyle Leatherin. Lovely save from Kyle with his feet, and I, I have to say, credit to Liam Gibson as well he put the pressure on uh, on the attacker when he needed to and ultimately the strips have, uh, have managed to defend really well there Shane McLaughlin gets it into the feet of Obika who can't quite get it into the feet of Greg Lee excellent from Liam up on Gibson the second that. phase though from Gibson here comes Adam Phillips into the feet of Stockton Stockton Whoa. on the edge of the area oh it's just over the angle of Foston Bar Alex Cairns was grasping at thin air I thought that it was going to nestle into the top corner for Cole, 17th of the season, and it's just over. Good chance. Johnson over on the right-hand side, screaming for it on the overlap. It's not going to reach him there because they're trying to play the ball through the middle, and that's a, a shot, and that's not a bad uh, bad tactic, that from 25 yards out, through a crowd of plays, through the fog as well. And it was well held by Kyle Leatherham down to his left-hand side. Here come Morecambe down the right-hand side. Well, was he body check there? He probably was, but referee allows play to continue. Oh, Morecambe done really well there, they're at the byline. They're going to across, oh, it's Joan Roy Younger. It's it. get the shot away, oh. now he oh. Oh. oh, it was Wildig. It was Aaron Wildig. It fell on his unfavoured left foot. 15 yards out, and he's fluffed his lines. Second phase, Younger. And then Wildig on the edge of the box. Lee tries to drill it across. It's going to be a corner to Morecambe. But the goal was gaping. Wildig had loads of space in the box, probably more time than he thought, and he couldn't get his shot away. Jed Garner with the throw, twisting and turning, he's got a couple of Morecambe shirts for company, up and over the top, Cole Stockton could be in here, up and over the top from Wilding, Stockton, this is the chance that Morecambe wants, Stockton on his right, low down to his left hand side by Cairns, I don't think Stockton got the 
forcing the shot that he wanted. Great ball over the top from Wildig. Stopped and threw one on one, and we couldn't make it count. It's a golden chance. Oh. Fleetwood might try and get one last attack going of their own here. They're on the edge of the penalty area, and they've won themselves a free kick in a dangerous position. This is surely going to be the last chance of the game for either side, and it's fallen to the way of Fleetwood Town. He's got to defend it properly. It is, well, I want to say it's not a shooting opportunity, but I, I suppose you never know, given the skiddy surface with all the dew, given the mist and the fog, and given the fact that Danny Andrew for Fleetwood Town is arguably one of the best dead ball specialists in the whole of the EFL, not a lonely one there are reasons to be worried. We're deep, deep, deep into the four minutes of stoppage time here at the Mazuma. It's a free kick to Fleetwood Town. And it's going to be taken by the left foot of Danny Andrew. Oh, and it was nearly spilt by Kyle Leatheran. He got it done at the That's second effort. Got the save done. That's all that counts because the referee puts the whistle to his lips and blows for full time here at the Mazuma Stadium. It's a point in League One for the shrimps. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. I think probably is um, a fair result for both teams. You know, uh, we defended very well. You know, kept a clean sheet for the first time in a long time. Um, I thought the back three were outstanding. Um, Ram McLaughlin, Ant O'Connor, Liam Gibson. We defended very well. A great chance for Cole to, to go and win it, which, you know, you expect him to take. And, couple of half chances were headers that Cole had both and then Adam Phillips as well I think we can pass the ball better you know it's, it's trying to find that balance between defending really well but when you land on it you've got to play um, and I thought we'd done that for a spell for 20-25 minutes towards the end of the game and probably should have gone and, and scored the goal when Cole went through but we'll take it as a positive as I say you know we've conceded way too many goals and you know that's the start of how you need to play to get points I say not too many clean sheets this year gone to a back three now and it, it it certainly worked today. It did. You know, obviously we've got Scott Wooten out, we've got Rand Delaney out, um, so we were very, very short in numbers, and you know, we actually had four fullbacks on the pitch. But it suits us to an extent because you know they've got a lot of pace. They're good one v one defenders, and it allows us to be quite aggressive with how we press, which we we did against Fleetwood high up the pitch. They're a good side. You know, they've they've won the last two games. You know, contrary to their their league position, but we should have went on and won the game. You know, I think Cole will be disappointed. He's carried us and he's, he's won lots of games for us and I'm, I'm sure he expected to, to win with, with his goals today. You pressed them hard, they pressed you hard. As you say there, it was a case of not many chances and Cole would normally have put that away, wouldn't he? Yeah, they'd won in the first half as well where Kyle makes a very good save. Um, and, you know, you, as you say, you expect Cole to score that. He has done, as I say, he's carried us most of the season. So we can forgive him a little bit for that. But, you know, on, on the whole, we defended well as a team. We worked very hard as a team. We didn't pass the ball as well as we can do. And it's, it's just trying to get that balance right of when to play and when not to play. Another hour for John O'Beaker, which must be good for you. Yeah, you know, John's still finding his feet, finding his fitness. Um, it'll be a very good signing for us when he gets them minutes. But as you say, another 55, 56 minutes under his belt in a really competitive game. You know, it was, it was quite fast and furious and of what you could see of it anyway. Um, but, it, you know, he'll be sharper for that game. That's two games now and you know, hopefully we'll see more of him going forward. 
it was important not to lose that game, wasn't it, as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, psychologically as well. You know, they get a free kick in the last minute before we might have lost the game. But, you know, we stood strong. As I say, we probably created the better chances. And O'Connor makes a super block. And, as I say, they had a really good chance first half. But all in all, you know, if we're being fair, I think a, a draw was a fair result. On to Bolton, hopefully now. Uh, Boxing Day and again there's some big big games coming up yeah well you know, hopefully it's on you know we've obviously our squad's fully vaccinated and everyone getting the booster jabs hopefully on Tuesday as well and you know you're just hoping that football continues with the uh, Covid protocol Stephen that have come in in the last few days how does that change your approach to preparing for games at all yeah it makes it a lot more difficult obviously you know, we've gone into the red rules now which, which is difficult for us to take because we've had everybody vaccinated we're having everybody with a COVID booster, so surely people that do that should get a, you know more leniency and not have to test every single day. But you know, there's a cost implication to testing every single day. There is you know obviously the the fear that people are going to have it first and foremost for their health. But you know we, you can lose five and six players at a time, and I'm, I'm not sure up until Friday there was clarity how and when you can call games off. So you know it's listen, it's not just football; it's all over the world. We're we're hoping we can continue. We you know we're hoping the game goes ahead at Bolton changing rooms and different buses and single rooms all that kind of stuff that was in before it looks like it's going to be reintroduced and hopefully it's just for a short period of time I suppose it is what it is and it will be what it will be and we have to do what we have to do I think we've we've all learnt now that you know just expect the unexpected now and, and you have to deal with it it doesn't make your life as a manager any easier you, I didn't name my team yesterday because you know, we had one COVID case. We didn't know whether we would have another six with us or not by by today, but we didn't, which was good. But as I say, every manager is in the same boat. You don't know what people are going to turn up with, um, and they go and mix with everybody else. You know, we don't have them in a bubble for 24 hours. We we don't have our own hotel where we can like Premier League clubs and we can keep them there. They go home to their families. They go home to their kids. So it's um it's a difficult situation at the moment. And in terms of a, a Christmas week for a Stephen Robinson squad, I, I suppose it, you'll say it's like no other week. Uh, unfortunately we work Christmas Day um, so it's it's no different we'll be in the Mizuna training here and um, you know obviously wishing all the fans a very happy Christmas we'd like to give them a, a win on Boxing Day to, to send everybody home happy and we wish you a very Merry Christmas as well Stephen thanks very much and uh, hopefully we're going to get a great festive period cheers thank you well Liam a nil-nil draw today against Fleet with a typical derby really not many chances but uh, a point perhaps a fair result yeah definitely I think I think both teams had had the chances um um, both teams were just looking to cancel each other out and I think obviously with it being a derby um, no one wants to lose and I think that showed in the end but um, glad to keep a clean sheet and um, get a point The clean sheet was massive today wasn't it and not to lose the game Yeah definitely obviously um, the past few games were, we haven't been good enough defensively I think we've conceded way too many goals so um, to not concede today was a massive positive it's a new system that you fitted into well. How is it working for you? Um, I enjoy playing there. Um, obviously, I'd, I'd play anywhere, anywhere just to get a game, but um, I think I, I played played a few times there in the past, so I feel comfortable there, um, and hopefully it's shown in my performances. After looking solid at the back, keeping a clean sheet, you almost nicked it right at the end with Cole Stockton through on goal. Yeah, um, I think it was it was unlucky. I think he just couldn't, couldn't get it out of his feet, and I think... I think on, on reflection, um, I think it probably would have been a bit cruel to nick one there at the end. I think it, a point's probably um, a fair result. You've been in and out a bit this year. Greg Lee's probably been one of the most improved players you've had. So how nice is it for you to be playing again? Oh, um, I've, I've loved every minute of it. Obviously, Greg's 
Greg's been um, fantastic all season. I can't, I couldn't really have any complaints when I wasn't, wasn't being, uh, wasn't playing. But um, it was just about working hard and training and waiting for my opportunity. Um, and I've, and I've got that with the new, new system change. Hopefully that continues. You've got a really busy time over Christmas, haven't you? Hopefully, if all the games are on with the COVID protocols as they may change. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the schedules, um, schedules manic, and the games come thick and fast. So we've just got to. Just got to um, hopefully take this positive result today and um, take it into our next next few games. Looking at football locally, you're up against, in the second half anyway, Keen Hayes, the right winger for Fleetwood. Only a young lad, but he causes problems, doesn't he? Yeah, he's very sharp. Um, we were just talking about, about it there in the change room. He's done. Obviously, he was very good today. Um, I think he's a bit of a defender's nightmare, so um, I think he's. I think he'd probably go on, on to big things if he can carry that on. And for yourself now, hopefully just keep your place in the team and uh, keep on improving and going up the table. Yeah, it's just about, for me, um, keeping my uh, performances at a, at a high level and, and trying to stay in the team. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Episode 31 already of uh, this season. That absolutely flies by. Hello from Dave Salmon. Compliments of the season one and all. Merry Christmas, everybody. Here at the Mazuma, it's finished Morecambe nil, Fleetwood Town nil in the Seafood Derby Part 2. On the way, in a few minutes, we'll be talking to Mark Isles. Mark is the Chief Football Writer at the Bolton News. All things being equal, we'll be at the University of Bolton Stadium on Boxing Day for Bolton Wanderers against Morecambe. Another huge game in League One. But Matt Smith, of course, as ever, has been alongside me in the commentary box on Shrimps Live this afternoon. And uh, Matt, I suppose, given everything that was riding on the game and the conditions and the slippery surface and the mist and the fog and and everything that goes into a a Lancashire derby, given everything, a pretty decent game, but a a well-earned point today. Yeah, I think think a point um, ultimately is a fair result for both sides. Um, I think it was important that we carried on the performance that we got um, at Portsmouth. Um, obviously, despite the result, we uh, we had some solid perform- performances, and I think we've seen that again today. I think uh, all the lads dug in um, and really, you know, just looked to, to get back to winning ways. Obviously, we, it was a nil-nil draw in the end, but there was real signs of positivity. Uh, we attacked well, could have could have won the game. Obviously, late on with, with Carl Stockton's chance, but was carving out chances all game. Um, defensively as well, we were brilliant all afternoon. Um, which again we can take so many positives from, from, from the performance I think the clean sheet is going to be one thing certainly that, that, that Robbo is going to be delighted about we seem to have settled on this back three now and as I think as you just heard there uh, that uh, Stephen alluded to we effectively had four full backs on the pitch with the makeup of the team but the and injuries and so on that we've had but the back four the back five and the back three and the wing backs uh, that worked pretty well today and obviously as a clean sheet showed yeah definitely um, it can be tricky like you say when you're playing lads in areas that they're, they're not as experienced in um, but again I think uh, the biggest compliment we can pay is that Defensively, I thought we were excellent. You know, every defender really dug in and, and defended really well. Anthony O'Connor was was brilliant. Liam Gibson, my man of the match, yeah, I thought he was tremendous. Uh, Cooney as well. And the beauty of it is, um, you know, the, the brilliant defending, of course, but they they really good as well at getting forward in, into dangerous areas. I mean, the amount of chances that stemmed from from Cooney driving forwards today was there for all to see. So yeah, really, uh, 
really pleased I think is the, the right word to put it obviously don't get me wrong we wanted to win the game it would have been a, a lovely way to, to start the busy Christmas period but we didn't lose the game uh, we defended really well kept a clean sheet which like you alluded to is massive so so many things that we can build on going into the uh, into the Christmas period and honours even on the uh, McLaughlin derby as well Ryan against brother Connor that, that they were both very solid today they were yeah um a shout out to their family it must be uh, it must be so so weird i suppose l- looking at their at the two of them facing off um in in a professional football match um but no i think uh, credit to fleetwood i thought they were they were good they had some really really good players out there especially um kian hayes i thought he was tremendous i thought he was absolutely immense i touched on it in comms that he's not overly experienced at this level but you couldn't tell that from his performance he was a real thorn in the side and again that's testament to us as a, a defensive um, defensive group I thought we, we, we coped with the threat that he posed which was a big threat but we, we limited him really and we managed to keep them at bay Cole could have won it late on he's going to be disappointed he didn't make more of that chance though isn't he? He will be disappointed, um, but that's just him as a striker. Obviously, he wants to score every game. Um, it was a big chance, but I mean, it, it was at the angle as well. I think he, instead of driving at goal and shooting, he, he tried to maybe drag it back and bring others into play. But again, like the gaffer alluded to, he, he's he's won us so many games this yeah. season. He's popped up in so many different vital times. So, you know, no 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 one will be angry at him. Um, it's just a chance missed. That's what happens as a striker. You don't score every opportunity that you get presented with. So he'll uh, he'll park it. He'll move on, and he'll look to to come back again. Um, against Bolton I suppose they missed the one-on-one in the first half didn't they so if it had ended 1-1 and both of those had been scored then uh, there wouldn't have been too much to complain about what about the fog at the Mazuma today Matt I, I don't know about you but uh, certainly along the Berlin Wall and in, in front of the the scoreboard of where we are on the press deck and on, on the main stand uh, couldn't see a thing no um, over on the far side it's so difficult isn't it um, but again credit to both teams for, for putting on an entertaining game in such difficult uh, conditions um, it, it's hard for us to see when we're elevated obviously a little bit on the on the press deck so being in and amongst it um, especially the keepers it must be so difficult seeing what's going on at the, the other end of the pitch but yeah hopefully uh, like I said on, on commentary we've had pretty much every um, every weather condition um, so far this season so hopefully we can get back to some some normal clear skies and uh, and yeah hopefully this is the last foggy game that we've seen this season <laughs> I say seen I, say I use that term loosely well, you might say it I certainly didn't at least it wasn't windy or rainy I oh, suppose of course. But, you know, small mercies and all that but we're going to this busy festive period now certainly as it stands now it's what 20 to 6 on Saturday as we record this bit of the podcast we're due to play Bolton on Boxing Day, due to host Crew and Doncaster. It's three massive games over the festive period, but it's going to be really tough, not just for Morecambe, but for every club now in the EFL with those increased COVID protocols that every club now has to enforce. Yeah, um, very difficult indeed, but at the same time, you know, we're all professionals and knowing the gaffer and, and the, the, the backroom staff and the players like we do, they'll just be planning as if the game's going to be on until they're told otherwise and that's the best thing you can do really you can't prepare with you know it lingering in the back of your mind this game could you know could be called off um because ultimately you're not going to be putting your all into the preparation so yeah they'll, they'll be preparing um as they normally do for a game and you know if anything changes then they'll uh, they'll adapt to it as and when difficult I suppose isn't it with daily tests You've got to wait for them to all come back negative and then you go again the following day, travelling in two separate buses to away games. 
masks everywhere indoors, but we've had to significantly enhance our COVID protocols as members of the press today as well, and, and, and that's exactly the right thing to do. Oz probably saw me holding my selfie stick at <laughs> arm's length to Stephen. Even the gaffer came up wearing a mask, didn't need to do his post-match. So there's so much to consider at the moment. There is, but bottom line is if it helps reduce the risk of, yeah. of obviously spreading the virus and if it keeps more people safe, then I don't think anyone can have too many complaints. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, we're all football fans at the end of the day. We, we hate to see games being cancelled and called off and things like that, but the bottom line is we, we keep people safe and obviously here at Morecambe, they're in a, a strong position when it comes to safety. As we know, the f- uh, full squad and staff all, all vaccined and uh, receiving the boosters on Tuesday. So that's a positive sign, but still... As, as everybody knows, you know, the virus doesn't discriminate. Even if you've got your booster and, and your, your vaccines, you can still catch it. So that's why, obviously, everyone's, it's imperative that everyone adheres to the, uh, to the guidelines. And like you say, we, we've seen that in abundance today. We keep our fingers crossed, indeed, for good news as the days and, and, and next couple of weeks unfold. Just finally, Matt, Morecambe said of me, just sat behind me a couple of rows back, beavering around his laptop, Ryan Daly's having this thing called annual leave over the next week or so. I'm not quite sure what that's all about, but a good chance for you to be in and around the squad and you're going to be here uh, most days and, and, and nose to the grindstone. Yeah, definitely. Um, massive opportunity for me. Um, finished university for the, the first semester of, of second year on Friday. Um, so, I mean, I was in and around it for about a month over summer when obviously Matt Russian, the, the previous media manager, left. Um, so during the hiring process, I did manage to um, get a bit of experience there. So it's something that um, I know. And uh, like you say, it's, it's massive for me. Um, and it's an honour, really, that, that Ryan and, and, and the staff and, and the players are open to me coming in, obviously, on the interim basis whilst Ryan's on annual leave. So really excited. Very exciting times. It is something else that's exciting. Uh, you may have seen on, if you follow Matt on Twitter, at MattSmithSport underscore, you may have seen a little video he put on, on his feed a couple of days ago. Congratulations to you and your partner, Lauren, uh, on the... the uh, well, it's not imminent because it's not till next summer, is it? But uh, your, your first child is on the way. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, uh, we, we found out before the, new, the day before the Newport game, which, to be honest, feels like a lifetime ago now. Um, but, yeah, really excited for us both. Um, we, we can't wait. Um, everyone's been really great. Obviously, we, we made it public this week and we just had so much love from, uh, from everybody who's, um, who's been in touch. So it means the world to us both. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to... Uh, so obviously the rest of the season, don't get me wrong, we've got a lot, of, a lot of football to be played, but beyond that in the summer and a little baby Smith on the way, so we're really excited. As the father of a six-year-old girl, I'll just say one thing to you, Matt. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of people telling me to, to catch up on my sleep now. Um, so I, I think I'll, uh, I'll do my best to, to take their advice. But, um, but no, we're, we're, we're so happy and excited. Matt, Merry Christmas uh, to you and yours. And uh, all God willing and everything being equal, well, let's speak to you on Boxing Day. Yeah, and to you, Dave. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And of course, to, to the listeners and their families as well. Hope it's a, a happy and a safe one for, for everyone. So the next in a, a series, of a run of fixtures for the Shrimps over the festive period. Season-defining games, as we've discussed. Crew and Doncaster on the way. Uh, but before all of that, the trip to Bolton Wanderers on Boxing Day. I'm joined by Mark Isles, the Chief Football Writer at the Bolton News. Podcast host, he's followed Wanderers uh, through the good times and the bad for many, many years. Mark, thanks for coming on. No problem, Dave. Pleasure to be here. 
So, Mark, before we get down to uh, the game on Boxing Day itself, um, introduce yourself to uh, to the Morecambe fans, if you may. You've been following Wanderers for, for many, many years. You've been through the Premier League era. Mm. You've been through the crashing lows of crashing through to lead to and all the shenanigans off the field as well. So uh, tell us all about that. Well, yeah, as you say, I, uh, I've, uh, I've I've sipped sipped uh, wine in the press room at Marseille and I've uh, had a, a sausage roll at Stevenage. Um, I've done all four divisions. I've done uh, UEFA Cup runs. Um, I, you know, seeing the bad times and the good, obviously uh, the most recent years at Bolton have been tough, um, went right to the edge of a financial cliff, which was which was fantastic. Found myself, you know, at odds with a with a football club owner at the time, um, but uh, I think we won that battle. And uh, now, hopefully, fingers crossed, Bolton heading back in the right direction, and I might get to do it all again. So, is everything good now? Is everything back to normal behind the scenes, as, as well as it can be? And and how close did the the football club come to actually going out of business? Yeah, you're talking 24 hours probably. If if something hadn't been arranged to sell the club at that stage, they would have gone out of business. There was no more money left in the pot. Administrators had basically just had enough. Um, so I think, yeah, it was very real. And unfortunately, Berry down the road uh, went over the cliff just as Bolton put the brakes on at the right time. And, and you know, obviously they... Uh, um, haven't managed to get things back on the right course yet, um, much to uh, football chagrin. But yeah, I mean, now Bolton are a bit of a different prospect. They're, they're no longer, um, you know, living beyond their means, potentially, as as they did for a long time. They were bankrolled by a, a fan and, and a local businessman in, in, in Eddie Davis in the Premier League years. And no question, without his money, they wouldn't have been there. Um, but it was obviously post Premier League that the problems steamrolled and 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 then we, you know we've got a bad owner and, and and that can happen to any club I suppose. Um but we've got good owners now, um good people at the wheel. Um it's it's a better club. There are problems, there are issues with being down at this level of football and and you know getting yourself over that lip into the championship again is not going to be easy for Bolton with the current finances. Um but you know, it's a better place. It, is, it feels more like a football club now and, uh, you know, l- less of a car crash. And I suppose Bolton, what one of a number of big clubs, if we can call them that, from the Premier yeah. League era and years gone by that have gone through the divisions into League Two and, and obviously now you're pulling yourselves uh, back up again. In, in terms of the League One campaign then, Mark, it, it was a, a decent start. I suppose expectations were high, but... Uh, the last few weeks, it's not quite gone to plan. No, no, as you say, it was a good start and possibly a better start than we all anticipated. And there may have been a little bit of excitement in getting ahead of ourselves as if it was going to be a, a dead easy, you know, double promotion or or that kind of thing. Um, that's the way football works, isn't it? You get overexcited. But uh, yeah, I think reality's hit it a bit. I think the squad depth potentially has been highlighted a little bit. Certainly they've had a run of injuries that has been particularly severe um, and and a couple of real ego bruising defeats. They got beat by Stockport in the, the FA Cup, for example. 4-0 at home to Wigan was a bad one. Plymouth away. So there's been some, as, as always with Bolton, it's never ever dull. Um, you, it's, there's never any mid-table obscurity at Bolton, much as a lot of fans would probably appreciate that this season. Um, but I think probably they're getting to January. There is signs now that, that they're going to be signed. They're getting players back, but also they're, they're looking to sign players as well. So, you know, I don't anticipate any major problems, but that's famous last words. As I say, you know, with Bolton, you never can tell. Now, Ian Everett, of course, Mark has 
uh, well, let's say a certain reputation in the in the football world for being a, a certain persona you deal with in week in week out. What is the real Ian Ever in your from your point of view? Yeah, it's it's funny. I think opposition fans and 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 journalists and and onlookers possibly take a different view of him than we do here. There's no question he's got a bit of the uh, let's say Brian Clough about him, where he doesn't mind being front and centre in a press conference and saying something that he knows he's going to get a headline. But a lot of that is deflection. A lot of that is aimed towards you know, different, Mourinho does it, uh, Ferguson did it for years, they know when to step forward and do that sort of thing. I think there's a bit of that about him. He's a very naive young manager. I think that's another thing that people forget. He's very new to this business. Um, I enjoy working with him. He's a good, he's a good fella. Like I say, you want to see him do well. Has he made mistakes? Yes, no question. Have certain things he said come to bite him in the backside? Yes, of course they have. But, you know, you go back over... <laughs> You go back about any quotable manager, you know, and including his mentor Ian Holloway. By the way, if you look at if you look at the, the the two and the way they they do do press and the way they conduct themselves in the media, it's very similar. Um, you can you can throw anything at any manager for the things they say in the press. I think uh, you've just got to all accept it's a bit of a game, and he's doing it for a, for a reason and, and possibly to motivate his players. Um, and and I think that's. That's been more of it. Certainly the, the infamous, you know, we're the best team in League One line that came out this year. I think that was very much designed because he plays a particular style of football that completely depends on confidence, almost entirely on confidence. And when it, when they're not confident, these players, it, it falls apart. And that's where they're at the minute. That's when he said that they were confident. So it's a, it's a strange game. <laughs> I think, like you say there, Mark, nothing wrong with having a bit of swagger and a bit of deflection from from, from that kind of thing. It's all part of the the, the, the showbiz fun and games that, that is football management, isn't it? There's no doubt about that. But you have to walk the walk as well as talking the talk. From your point of view, is he never the man then to get you back into the championship, whether it's this season or in the future? Well, I mean... We- talk about walking the walk he's got promotions in his last two seasons he did at Barrow he did at Bolton last season you know football doesn't have a particularly long memory for those sort of things so if he doesn't succeed this season at Bolton then yes probably there's accusations and things you can fling in his direction but I think at the moment we're not going to know until the end of the season how how all this has impacted upon things so I think at the moment I'm kind of taking a watching proof I think it's going to be very difficult for Bolton to get into the championship this season, regardless, because I don't think they have the finances to push past that, that top three lip, if you will, to, to make it automatic. And, and playoffs is a bit of a lottery anyway. I, at the start of the season, thought that Bolton would be an upper mid-table team, maybe an outside shot of the playoffs. I maybe checked that a couple of places, maybe mid-table now for me, realistically. Um, but there is nothing wrong with being ambitious, as Ian Everett and a lot of his players are. Um, you know, a lot smaller clubs than Bolton and a lot smaller budgets have, have gone up in the playoffs. So it could happen. And talking about teams with small budgets getting promoted, it happened <laughs> to Morecambe last season. How much of a surprise was that to you, Mark, that uh, the Shrimps actually find themselves in League One now? Yeah, I mean, certainly at the time you looked around at the start of the season and probably if you dig out my predictions at the start of that season, I don't think Morecambe would have been anywhere near the uh, 
probably not even top half to be truthful uh, when you look at budgets and, and what I really knew it was a very uh, it was a fresh division to me to be truthful obviously dropping down for the first it's only the second season Bolton had ever been at that level um, but certainly on the occasions that Bolton came across Morecambe and what I saw of them during the season you could see why they'd got promotion very well organized very well drilled you know, played to strengths um, and and there were moments of genuine quality there as well that, that you need in those sort of tighter games. And, um, you know, I was I was really pleased. Same, my, my hometown club, Cheltenham, are in the same sort of boat. They did what they did very well and, uh, and went on and won it. So I was I was really pleased for Morecambe um, and, and indeed Cambridge. And I'm really pleased that, you know, to, to a large degree, they're still punching above the weight this season. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong there. We've had a good start. We've mm. since fallen off a cliff with eight, eight defeats in, in 11 league games. We're in the bottom four at the moment for the first time this season, yeah. it has to be said. Um, and we've now got some very, very important games coming up. As we've alluded to, we've just played Fleetwood, Crewe, Bolton and Doncaster Rovers the mm. next three. So I suppose it makes Boxing Day, uh, from not, not maybe quite so much for Bolton, but certainly from our point of view, it makes Boxing Day encounter very significant indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think for Bolton's point of view, because they've had all these injuries and there's been, let's say, a ready-made excuse for December, I think that there is a tendency or a danger rather from Bond's point of view to look ahead to January and say, hey, well, that's where we're going to fix everything because we're going to get some players in. Yeah. Now, for, for teams that are coming up against Bolton, as, as Fleetwood and Accrington have found in the last couple of weeks, you know, that makes them quite susceptible. So I think if you were playing Bolton at this minute in time, you should be quite optimistic that you're playing them at a good time. Always a famous last words in football. I know that. Um, but, you know, they are under strength. They are, you know, e- even getting players back, they're not getting them at full fitness. So that's, they are vulnerable at the minute. So let's talk about the team on the field then, Mark, if we may. Lots of Morgan fans will have seen Bolton probably both home and away when they played the Shrimps last season. How do we play? How do you set up formations, players to watch? Tell us everything we need to know. Yeah, I mean, Bolton don't play uh, especially differently. There's this slight change in midfield than they did last season, very much possession-based. Um, they shifted between a three and a four at the back, but generally speaking, it's it's at the moment, it's three, four, three. Um, you know, I, don't, I think there's... Uh, I think NK Don's the only uh, team in, in League One at the moment that, that keep the ball better than Bolton. Um, Bolton create a lot of chances, a lot of chances. I think their XG's through the roof. I think, again, I think it's Rotherham that's the only team that, that are better in that respect. And you might say, hey, well, why are you 16th in the table? Well, the reason is they can't finish for Toffee. Put the ball in the net, yeah. Really have struggled to put the ball in the nets. They've got Owen Doyle up there, who, who was great last season, scored 19 goals. This season has struggled a bit. Uh, they've had uh, Oladapo Afolayan um, on the left-hand side of the attack, who scored plenty of goals at the start of the season, but he's going through a difficult spell now. Elias Kachunga on the right-hand side, very similar. So, yeah, I think they've 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 hit a real plateau at the minute. Um, they're still playing the same sort of football, but where it looked great when they were winning games, it's all of a sudden looking a little bit laboured and a little bit frustrating. Um, so you know, Ian Everett's got a, a problem on his hands. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to change it round. He's got to find a way to get back to those winning ways again. We've had a tough run on paper in in terms of the uh, last nine or ten games that we've played. In terms of the size and the stature of the clubs, I don't think Bolton is is any different to that really. But mm. in that mix of of us playing three teams 
in and around the bottom five or six clubs, it, it's essential for us really to have a good festive, good solid festive period to haul ourselves out of trouble or, or at least stay within that pack. So uh, I think we're going to be up against it a bit on Boxing Day from what you, you say, Mark. You say you're getting players back, the key players back. Yeah, I think they are starting to. I think um, Amadou Bakayoko's, who's probably the only sort of physical striker they've got, is uh, is on his way. Getting Jones, um, right wing back, who is one of those players you don't really know you've you've you were missing missing quite as much um, until you see the results since he went, and it's it's kind of like he's very important to the overall makeup of the team. Um, so. They're the two the two main ones I would say that uh, that that will be back by Boxing Day, um, and they're starting to get MJ Williams, who's uh, kind of the, the the pivot midfielder. Um, he's he's going to be back to full fitness by that point in time, so they should have you know a, a near or near as damn it um, a, a full strength team. There's a few the few that are out longer term like Josh Sheen and Lloyd Isgrove, um, but uh, yeah, it's getting better. But whether it gets better for Boxing Day, I'm not sure. That's, I'm not quite sure if that's good news or not from Hawkins' point of view, Mark. <laughs> I suppose we'll wait and see. Uh, from our me. point, <laughs> from our point of view, then who who uh, who are Morecambe's danger men in your eyes? I suppose you're going to say Cole Stockton, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we've talked quite a bit about Cole Stockton at this end because I think that last summer um, Bolton were certainly interested in him. I think he was on the a long list or a short list, whatever you want to say. Um, and I think a lot of Bolton fans look at him now and say that's exactly what we were missing. Now, I know Bolton did sign Bakioko from Coventry, um, but you can't argue with what Stockton's done this season. He's gone on and scored lots of goals. And I think a few Bolton fans will feel that, that they should have gone stronger and maybe tested uh, tested his, his resolve a little bit. But um, we're, we're reliably informed. Ian Everts denied that he's going to go back in for him January. So you can rest easy on that front, I think. Um, but obviously you go you go back to the, the old boys and, and obviously Arthur um, Ganua, who's... Uh, I think he's, he's more of the cult figure more than the... You know, fans' favourite or anything at Mork, uh, at Bolton, rather. I think he played a part at, uh, at Bolton. Um, we know what we're going to get from him, um, and he can be good. Really, you know, he can be a match match winner on his yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, Ryan is another player who I think Bolton fans will uh, appreciate what he did last season. Was great. Scored a, a winning goal against Cheltenham last season, which was uh, which was marvellous, and uh, and he was good for us last season. So I think there's there's a few in there that we know. Um, and it's not changed all that much, has it, from from last season in terms of the the approach um, and, and, and what Bond could expect. Um, I, I think in terms of the difference in style between Derek Adams and uh, Stephen Robinson, we uh, we are I certainly playing more football under Stephen Robinson. That that's for sure. Mm. I think uh, Adams' ball, if you want to call it, that was as you know. You can have 75% possession in areas that won't affect us. It doesn't really matter. We'll nick it and we'll create good mm. chances. Not many chances, but we'll create enough to score the goals to win the game. I think uh, Robbo has got a, a bit more dynamism to his approach. We've been 4-3-3 all season, generally. Uh, we went through at the back last Saturday away at Portsmouth. and it, well, Although we lost the game, it worked pretty well. Mm. Uh, but we lost both of our central defenders or two of our three central defenders uh, through injury. That means Ryan Delaney might not play on Boxing Day. He was one uh, that right. uh, that I think he's got, uh, got a thigh strain, which might keep him out. Um, so I, I, personnel dependence, we might match you up with three at the back. It would be more of a 3-5-2 more than a 3-4-3. Three, three. 
Um, but we would certainly let you have the ball in areas where we consider you not to be hurting us. So I think quite similar in that respect. Arthur, that's the, who... Uh... That's the penalty box, by the way, for Bolton. <laughs> well, on, on the previous want. stats, I suppose it is, Mark, yeah. Um, <laughs> Arthur started the season brilliantly for us. He was a first choice in the 11, played every game. And he was one of these players that got better and better. You could see his improvement week on week on week. Mm. And uh, the last few weeks, three or four weeks, he's, he's just found himself on the edge of the team. He's not a regular starter at the moment. He's going to play the full 90 now. I've said this, of course. But um, I think I would put Arthur in the box of more to come. Still more to come. Promising start for us in a, in a Morecambe shirt. The, the good thing for Arthur is that he'd be able to walk there um, <laughs> because as I don't know if you ever saw the interview that, uh, yeah. that Bolton gave. Um, yes, it was close to his house. I, I don't think I've seen the uh, for sale sign up there yet. So I, I assume he's just going to be able to trot over the road and, uh, and and play on Boxing Day. He's very, very quiet, is Arthur. He, we, I think we've only spoke to him twice this season and uh, he's, he's a man of very few words. But, yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's certainly he's, he's doing his best on the field. I think I think the whole squad are, to be honest. Um, we have found it in terms of League One, and you will know more about this division than we do, Mark. We have found the, the main difference between League One and League Two, not necessarily the, the overall quality of, I think, the best players in League One and the best players in League Two are broadly similar, but mm-hmm. it's the relentless pace of the game and it's non-stop and you seem to be punished for every single half a second switch off. And that's where we've conceded most of our goals this season. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, the, the switch off, I mean, obviously there's better strikers up here, full stop, but there are also teams that are tuned in that way. I don't think there are too many teams, well, like Bolton last season, there weren't many teams playing that sort of football that, that can build that sort of incessant sort of pressure to hassle mistakes up here. There's half a dozen, you know, 10 teams that can play that that yeah. possession football that that kind of choke the life out of you and, and mean that you've got to have concentration for 90 minutes. Now, it's been done to Bolton as well. And if there's a, an accusation, of, you know, towards Bolton is that they can get bullied out of games and that more direct teams with, you know, stronger players like Accrington on Saturday, um, you know, they, they can get hassled out of that game plan. So I think if I were an opposition manager playing against Bolton, I'd be loading my uh, my front three with, with sort of physicality and making sure that they have to switch on for 90 minutes. Well, we have got, a, if, if he plays them all, we would have a dynamic front three. Cole Stockton, obviously, don't let him turn your defender and get a shot away because everything's mm-hmm. going in this season. We've got Joan Ryunga from uh, Bristol Rovers. who's Again, his form has dipped a little bit, but uh, he will come good again. And then uh, John Abika, uh, mm. you might know him from Oxford, St Mirren. Yep. He's, he's very yep. experienced player. He's, he made he actually made his debut against Portsmouth last week because he's been, he, he got injured in pre-season. But he's another big, strong, physical presence. So uh, it sounds like it's going to be a decent enough matchup, Mark. Uh, how do you see it panning out then on Boxing Day? Uh, do you know what? It's, it's so difficult to predict Bolton even this weekend. They've got Wickham at home this weekend on the 18th. So that's obviously the, the game before. Um, I will say that if, if Bolton were to lose that game, certainly and, and play poorly, I would tend to favour Morecambe um, in, a, in a strange okay. way because I think things are building towards they've had two very poor uh, defeats on the road. They've not scored in six games away from home. They are looking better at home. They're playing better football at home. But I think this, there is a mood of frustration among the supporters, which if they don't play well against Wickham, will certainly pour out against Morecambe. 
And Morecambe are the type of team that, and this is famous last words, but they're the type of team that has caused Bolton problems. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm going to stick my neck out and it won't, Ian Everett won't thank me for saying it, but I think Morecambe might be able to get something, a point if not three on Boxing Day. I think we would be delighted with the point. I think we can certainly get a result, that, that, that's for sure. There's two areas where you might hurt us though, Mark. One is uh, set plays. How, are, how good are you at attacking set pieces, firstly? Right, well, I will say that uh, only Crew have scored uh, as few goals from set play- plays as uh, as Bolton Wanderers. Two oh, goals great. all season. Oh, they had the lowest XG on set plays of oh, any team in the bottom two divisions. Excellent. Well, we had when we played Portsmouth last Saturday, um, I was speaking to their podcast guys and they said, we've not scored a goal from a header all season. And of course, their second goal was nodded in from a corner from a set piece. <laughs> so it's famous last words, isn't it? And we've also yeah. conceded a lot of goals in the last 10 or 15 minutes of games. How good are you at scoring in the last part of the game? Well, that would be a strength for Bolton. I think if, if nothing else, they are able to keep going to the end, that possession football can choke the life out of teams at times. And it is that kind of last 20 minutes where the concentration starts wavering that that they've managed to profit quite a bit over the last two seasons. But this season, I think the stats are quite good in the last 15 minutes. So I know where my money's going now. So Morecambe are in the bottom four at the moment, Mark, finally. Um, do you see us staying up this season based on what you know? Based on what I know, I... I mean, I'll have to have a good look at, at Morecambe on Boxing Day, uh, but I've seen some particularly poor teams this season. I mean, Doncaster were, were dreadful mm. um, for, for definite. Um, I think they're going down. Um, and and I, there's sort of, it's, it's any kind of, any three from about six or seven at the bottom yeah. there, other, other than that, isn't it? And and Bolton may well find themselves slipping down that. I don't think they will. I think they'll they'll manage to just stay ahead of that. Um but I mean, other than Doncaster and maybe Crew being sitting ducks, um, both both in my opinion quite poor teams. There's there's a couple of uh, places it'll be it'll be quite exciting. Mm. Um, but no, I, I see no reason. I see no reason why not because Morecambe have got that kind of thing about them where people just expect because they see the team, they see the the club, the size of the club, maybe even the team sheet, and think, ah, you know, this this should be three points. And you know, that's where so many teams trip up uh, in this division. This. Um, I hate the cliche, anybody can beat anybody, but it's it's really about egos more than anything else. If you can get rid of your ego in this division, you've got half a chance of going up. Well, we've beaten Sheffield Wednesday. We were 2 and up away at Wickham and cruising and fell apart in the last 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, we led twice at Ipswich. We've got a point against Plymouth. So we can do it against the, the, the better teams. Mm. If the right Morecambe turn up on the day, I'm really looking forward to the game. Mark, thanks so much for coming on and giving us a no fantastic insight into Bolton Wanderers. Finally, the sales pitch. Uh, tell us everything we need to know about the Bolton news and the Bolton Wanderers content and, of course, the Buff podcast too. Well, I'll start with the Buff podcast because that's really my baby. Yes, uh, out every Friday, Buff podcast available on Apple, Spotify and on the Bolton News website and SoundCloud, um, wherever you get your good podcasts, basically. Uh, Bolton News, I'm there, have been for about 20 years, so uh, that's not going to change. I'm at Mark Isles on uh, Twitter. You can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook. Um, and then if you're in Bolton, uh, pay, uh, pay 65p for a copy. A nice printed version, good old-fashioned type. That's what Support I want to hear. local journalism. 
that is that, that I, I think Absolutely. that is uh, I think people and nowadays with the with everything for free online and on social media it, it people forget don't they Mark that uh, actually these things do cost money and uh, people do have bills to pay so it's always I, I don't get out of bed for less than five grand <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure there's that much shot on my checkbook Mark but I'll see what I can do Mark thank you so much for coming on no worries really at all. Cheers, time. and uh, good luck of course for Bolton uh, after boxing there of course Best of luck to Morecambe as well. Cheers, pal. A huge thank you to Mark Isles, the Chief Football Writer at the Bolton News, for that fascinating insight into all things Bolton Wanderers ahead of the Shrimps game uh, with Bolton on Boxing Day at the Mazuma. Really looking forward to that. Another massive game for Stephen Robinson's men ahead of then Crew and then Doncaster Rovers. Season-defining games during the festive period. And, of course, Shrimps Live will be at the Mazuma on Boxing Day. Team news build-up and the whole game live will be on air. On Beyond Radio, on FM, on 103.5 and 107.5 and on DAB Plus Digital Radio across North Lancashire and South Cumbria. Myself, Dave Salmon and Matt Smith from 2.45. We'll look forward to your company then. Have a fantastic Christmas, whatever you might be up to. Uh, Hope Santa brings you everything that you ever dreamed of. We'll talk to you on Boxing Day, live on Shrimps Live, and we'll speak to you on the Shrimps Verdict podcast next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Yeah.